Good morning and welcome to Hochmah and Coffee, episode number 10 for the month of April. I trust you're having a great morning so far. Well, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 and we're going to kind of finish that chapter today. And it's so rich. It's so good. I can't wait to talk about it with y'all. But before we get there, if you're just joining us and you're wondering, what in the world is this Hochmah? Well, it's the Hebrew word for wisdom and it's our goal on this podcast just every single morning to give out a daily dose of wisdom. And so if that's interesting, to you, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the free Bible studies that come out. They'll be delivered for free to your podcast app every single morning. And so if that's interesting to you, just hit that subscribe button. And so let's jump into our wisdom for today. We're in Matthew 5 verses 43 through 48. Let me read those for you. It says, ye have heard that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. This is, this is hard, right? He's, he says, you know what you used to hear. And remember, if you've been following along with us, Jesus is showing us how our righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. And so he says, hey, you've heard... You know that you can love your enemies or or love your neighbors and hate your enemies. That's not right. This is what I say. This is what Jesus is going to elevate what they thought was right. And he's going to say, no, I say not only love your neighbors, but love. Now, he didn't say like, he didn't say put up with. He says, love your enemies. That is hard to do in our own flesh. It's impossible to do in our own flesh. And he goes on to say, bless them that curse you. That word for bless has to do with speaking good things, right? You, you want the best for somebody else and you verbalize it like, I hope that you get a raise or I hope that, you know, you get this or that. That's what a blessing is. A curse is the opposite. It's wishing harm on somebody. And so he says, you, when somebody comes to you and says, I hope you get fired, you look at them and with sincerity, you, you would say, I hope you get a raise. You know, I hope that good things happen to you. God says, when somebody wishes harm on you, you wish good on them. That's, that's totally against our nature. And he says, do, do good, not just wish good, but do good to them that hate you. Wow. They hate your guts and yet you bring them cookies. Yet you mow their lawn and they hate you. Yet you still do good to them. And he says, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Instead of praying harm on them, that you're praying that God would get a hold of their hearts and that God would bless them and God would make them exactly what he created them to be, that they could experience the life God created for them. This is, this is higher living than most of us even think of. We think it's okay just to kind of oh, love my neighbors, maybe not hate my my enemy, but I don't have to like them. But Jesus says, no, no, no. You must love them. You must bless them. You must do good to them. You must pray for them. And he says, the reason why is that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good 
and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. What this is saying is this. If you claim to be the offspring of God, shouldn't you have his DNA flowing through you? Shouldn't you have his life? Shouldn't there be some kind of family resemblance, right? He's saying here, man, if you call yourself the child of God, then you ought to live like him. And this is how he lives. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, right? He doesn't just say, oh, right, I'm going to rise my son on the, on the good, evil, good luck. No, he shows good to both. And he shows his reign, his life-giving reign to both. And he says, if you are an offspring of God, live like him. Do good to the evil ones. Love, the, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. That shows that the DNA of God, that you are really a child of God, and he says, for if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? If you just live like everybody else and you love the people who love you and you hate the people who hate you, he says, how do you think that's good? Everybody does that. He says, don't even the publicans do the same. And if you know, uh, if you've read the Bible a little bit, maybe you haven't. The publicans, they hated the publicans. They were traitors. They were people, they were Jews who had basically sided with the Romans and take taxes from their own brothers. Right. And so they were hated. And so when Jesus says, hey, Pharisee, when you just love the people that are like you and not the people who are unlike you, you are no better than a publican. Whoo, that's that is pushing some buttons. And he says it again in the next verse. And he says, and if you salute or say hi to your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publican so. This is what he's saying. I know you think you're so good, Pharisees, because you say hi to other Pharisees. You ignore the people who aren't like you, who don't like you. Maybe even the sinners, you ignore them. And you only say hi to the people who you think are worthy of you saying hi to. He says, well, <laughs> then you are no different. Because that's what they do, too. That's what the lowest of the low do. The lowest of the low will salute those who they think are, are as worthy as them. And they themselves won't say hi to people who they don't think are worthy. So, Mr. Pharisee, you're no better than a low-down publican. And he goes on to say, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, friend, we will never be morally perfect on this earth of our own strength and power, ever, 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 ever. But there's coming a day when we will be complete, when we will be morally pure. But what this is saying is that's our goal. Jesus says the standard is perfection, but not just any perfection, the same perfection my father has. It's easy for us as believers to get caught up judging ourselves by ourselves. When we think my goal is to kind of fit in in the Christian community, to kind of live life like the other Christians I see. And if I can kind of, you know, be kind of even an average or even above average Christian compared to those around me, I think I'm doing good. But Jesus says, that's the wrong standard. I didn't call you to be like other Christians. I called you to be like me. And so this is what he's saying. Hey, your goal isn't just to be like the, the Pharisees or the scribes. Your goal isn't to be like the preachers. Your goal isn't to be like those other Christians or those authors. Your goal is to be like Jesus. And my friend, my friend, I want to ask you, is that your goal in life? Is your goal like to be like Jesus and not to be like somebody who talks about Jesus, but to actually be like Jesus, to be like our father in heaven. Is that our goal? That should be. And if it is, do you know how we'll live? We will love our enemies, the ones who hate us. We will bless them who curse us. We will do good to the people who hate us. We will pray for them that despitefully use us and persecute us. That's how we show 
that our standard isn't other Christians, it's Christ. And I hope that's our heart today. I know it's such a big task, but here's the beautiful thing. If you're a believer, God has implanted his Holy Spirit in you to give you the strength, to give you the ability to do what he's asked you to do. He's not asking you to do it in your own strength, on your own. He's with you and he'll give you all the power and strength you need to live this out. Well, I hope this was a blessing to you. If it was, feel free to leave us a review on the Apple Podcasts, um, as that does really help us get discovered by others who might enjoy God's Word and these Bible studies every morning. Also, I want to say a huge thank you to our patrons. You are the ones who are financially backing this and helping us you know, get the equipment that we need and the website hosting that we need, all of that, so that God's Word can be spread right to others all around the world, literally all around the world. We just released a video a couple days ago and somebody was listening, uh, I believe it was from India, I could be wrong, but people all around the world are being reached by your dollars being invested in this. And so thank you, patrons. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I also want to thank those of you who are regular listeners, right, and sharers of the podcast and you, people who have reviewed the podcast. All of you have had a part in this. And I just can't wait to see when we get to heaven, the fruit Right, that will bound to all of your accounts who have invested in this and who have helped build this platform so that God's word can be proclaimed among all the nations. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.